0: Welcome to The Storytellers, the radio show and podcast that features those who choose to leave their mark on the world through the art of story. I'm your host, Grace Salmon. I look forward to our time together today. Now, let's meet our storyteller. Welcome to episode 94 of The Storytellers with Laura Whitfield, and we'll talk all about her memoir. Untethered, but there's so much more to talk about. Laura has had a very big writing life, a fascinating work in terms of social justice and nonprofits, and something that doesn't show up in her bio, but I'm sure she'll talk about as well her incredible life as a model. Laura, welcome to the Storyteller's Microphone. Thank you, Grace. I'm really happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you, because before I started The Storytellers, memoir was something I never read. And I'm now absolutely fascinated by memoir. So with all of the other things you've written, why did you have your first book come out as memoir?
1: That's a great question. I, I, um, gosh. I never really thought about writing a memoir. I always wanted to write a book. I never thought about what that would be. And, um, but then I I went to see Anne Lamott when I was about to turn 60. And I had been, I had retired from teaching kindergarten for 15 years. And I had just started writing stories from my childhood. Just, I sat down every morning and I'd think about a story about my grandmother or something from my childhood and I'd write it down. And they were, they're sort of little essays, but after about eight months, I told my husband, I said, I don't really know if this is a book or not. And um, right about that time, I went to see Anne. And that night, she looked out over the audience of very middle-aged people and said, you're running out of time. <laughs> and I thought, thanks a lot, Anne. <laughs> that's that's just what I didn't need to hear or did need to hear. And I, I went home and I wasn't really happy with what I was writing. And I just put it in a file. And um, my husband suggested I hire a writing coach. And I did that. And I'd taken memoir classes from Brooke Warner, and really liked her. And I contacted her, sent her some of my, my work, and she said she'd like to work with me. And so we started working together in January of 2017. And um, it took me until March of 2019 to finish Untethered.
0: Brooke is such a force in the publishing world. I'm always so honored to either have her on The Storytellers or some of her She Writes Press authors. So thanks for shining a little positive light there on Brooke. Um, so you mentioned you were in the audience and you were 60. So you were 62-ish when the book came out?
1: I was actually 65. Um, that I, I took me a while to decide to... Um, work with Brooke. And then I, I guess I did start with her. But then I sort of decided I wanted to go traditional and look for an agent. So I spent about six months doing that and just thought a lot about going with a hybrid press. And And I just loved the She Writes community of women. I loved yes. the books they were putting out. Um, I just had so much respect for She Writes. And, and after a while, I thought, you know, I'm not getting any younger, but also... I thought this, I think, will be the very best thing for my book. It will actually be a positive thing because I knew that a traditional publisher would never give me the personal attention that I got at a smaller press. And it has been the best decision I ever made for my book. Um, it, it's been wonderful. We all support each other. We buy each other's books and review them. And it's just it's just been a wonderful experience. So I have no regrets. I. Um, Recommend them to a lot of my friends who are in the same place. So, Um, well, I love
0: I love that. That's why it took me
1: a little while.
0: Well, I love that you found an authorly home. I love that you came out at sixty five with your memoir. And let's get back to this idea of memoir, though, for a moment, because you know, I think it's so important for each of us to tell our stories. And your story is so compelling. Uh, So, talk to us a little bit about Untethered.
1: Um, Untethered is, begins with this, um, the story of me losing my extraordinary 23-year-old brother. I was 14 at the time. I grew up in Raleigh and um, we were a family of five. I had two brothers that were older than me and um, I just adored my older brother, Lawrence. He went off to Edinburgh to study William Blake and joined the mountain climbing club. And in February of the next year, he fell a thousand feet and was killed and it just shattered our world. So um, that fall, I, I'd always gone to church, but I, I became a Christian in earnest. And um, that just really brought a lot of joy and meaning to my life. And, and then things were, sort of went along for a few years. I graduated from high school and, and my brother, Horace, my, our middle brother, was living at the Outer Banks. And I decided to go move down to the Outer Banks and live with him for the summer. And while I was there, I um, met a handsome DJ uh, named Steve, the dream. And I fell in love and decided I wanted to drop out of college and stay there that fall and be with him. And almost to the day he told me he was moving to New York to become a model. Mm. So I, I stayed that fall, um, went back to school, was unhappy, and I started modeling locally. And then the next year, I followed him up to New York. And my story goes from there. And it's really just about me losing my way, finding it falling on my face many times, But always getting back up and um, learning to be resilient and and that, you know, if you take risks, that you can have a big life.
0: And you have had a big life. I love that you give us that insight. I love the tone of Untethered, by the way. I'm not Mm -hmm. finished it, Mm -hmm. but there's just something so tangible about it i can feel you know the um the linoleum under your feet when you're in your kitchen at your at your parents house so um i i really look forward to reading the rest of it you said that when you went to see this author and she said you're running out of time that wasn't really the first time you had that epiphany because when you heard about lawrence's tragic death you had that epiphany right then didn't you
1: I did. Uh, I w- when I was fourteen, my my aunt who lived across town, she came over to help us, and we were making my bed. And I just looked up at her and I said, "Life is short. You have to take chances and dream big," something like that. And and I say in my book, how did how did I even know to say those words at that age? I mean, I sounded like an old soul, but. I think what I had realized is that our life had been sort of pretty great, our family. And um, I think I just realized, well, my brother was 23. He was engaged to be married. He had a full scholarship to Yale Divinity School when he got back. Um, He had so much promise and so many things and they were just over in just a second. And I decided that I just wanted to, use every moment I could, and I still live that way. I mean, I, as a young girl, I took a lot of foolish risks, but now that I'm older, I still like to take risks, but I think I, I hope that I'm, I'm wiser when I do so, but um, I'm, st- I, I'm always up for a good adventure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what kind of risks do you take now, Laura?
1: Now, I guess with publishing a book, I'm, I, I like to put myself out there and contact people and just try for things. And, you know, I give my book to people and um, I'm just not afraid to do that. I mean, if you don't try, you'll never know. Right. So Absolutely. Um, and even putting my book out was a huge risk. It was, it's terrifying. I, mean, I don't know if you've talked to any other memorists who say it's just a terrifying thing to put your life out there. And so often Brooke talks about this, but memoirists are often judged personally the things they write, instead of people judging their book on how well it's written or are they a good storyteller or is it a cohesive narrative, they will judge the author by the kind of life she's lived and exposing herself like that. And um, and so knowing you're putting your life out there and and you know the things some of the choices you made weren't the most um, <laughs> wise, you know you open yourself up to criticism. But I. I'm glad I did it. Um, it's been worth it. And I just would encourage anybody else who's considering doing that. I mean, definitely have support, definitely have a group of people who are, have your back. Um, but I just tell people don't hold back because you're afraid of what people will think of you.
0: Well, I think that not only is the person writing the memoir judged, but there's all sorts of concern about, you know, what about the other people in the story? And you do such a beautiful introduction uh, in your book, Untethered, about this is how you remember it. Mm-hmm. If somebody else was telling your story, it would be a different story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I um, always tell people, you know, you hear t- sometimes you hear people say, well, someone's already written my book. And I say, no, they haven't. If five people were to write your story, it would be there would be five different books. Um, you have your own unique voice. You have your way of telling it. If if five people are to, were to tell untethered my story, it would it would be different. So. Um, I just think we all have to use our own voice and just have the courage to dig deep. And, and, um, you know, if we need to tell our story, we should tell it.
0: Oh, I I entirely agree. I've heard you say that you knew you wanted to be a writer at about the age of 10. Would you talk about that?
1: I will. I will. I my dad was a journalist. He worked for the Raleigh News and Observer, which was our local newspaper, and he was also a stringer for Time Magazine. And he used to keep a royal typewriter on his um, on our kitchen table, which I have it back here in my office. And um, and so I just watched him often sit there typing, and and then I'd go to the newsroom a lot. And I was really fascinated by the written word and. I don't remember what spurred this, but one day I grabbed a piece of notebook paper, threaded it through the typewriter, and I typed a poem called Life. <laughs> and I have it right here on my desk and it's framed to remind myself of that first beginning. And I I just loved it. And and then I just I think I wanted to write and I, I wrote in high school. I was I was publishing our literary magazine. I was a copy editor of our yearbook and you know, it went from there. So
0: well, you've had so many different writing careers. Uh, what's your favorite part? And what's your least favorite part?
1: Oh, my, my, my favorite part is being an author. <laughs> Definitely. This is the highlight. Um, I, I really, this is my dream come true. Um, so I just, hands down, this is my favorite. Gosh, my least favorite. I think my least favorite was when my first job when I was, working in an advertising agency for the president of the company, and I wanted to break into copywriting. And I, you know, I hung out with the copywriters and I read all of our award-winning ads in our agency, and we were winning a lot at the time. And I tried to convince my boss, who was the president, to give me a job as a junior copywriter. And he said, no, I like you where you are. I was a receptionist and his assistant. So he just wanted me to stay at the front desk So I came up with a plan B and I a few months later, I quit and started freelancing as a copywriter. And I did that for about eight years. Um, I didn't love writing copy, but I think it I definitely think all the writing I've done has made me a better writer. So I'm grateful for it. But um, I I would say copywriting was probably my least favorite thing to do. But I I mean, I enjoyed it. But now looking back, I'm glad I'm not doing it
0: anymore. Well, Untether has written as won several awards, uh, which has got to be incredibly gratifying for you. Uh, Talk a little bit about how the writing process at this age has changed you, because I know coming out with my novel after three fiction nonfiction books, it the process Mm -hmm. changes who we are as well. How have you changed?
1: Well, I think I've become definitely become more confident. I. Now I'm just burning to write all the time. I just want to keep going. I, um, I came, I've written two children's books. One is a rhyming book about Cape Cod. I went to Cape Cod and I just I came home and I was standing at my kitchen counter, grabbed a pad and I write this little rhyming book and I, I want to publish that one day. And then I wrote uh, years ago, probably it was around 1995 or six. I wrote a book about the Crotec Beach Lighthouse on the Outer Banks, and it's a historic fiction. I researched it. I, I spent a long time researching and I researched place names and um, just the history of the area. So it would be um, accurate. And it's about a young boy whose father is a lighthouse keeper. And I won't tell you any more than that, but I'm. Um, I really want to publish that. And then I want to write a novel. I, I came up with an idea for a novel also around the same time I wrote The Lighthouse Book and I have notes and files and as soon as I I'm working on a second memoir now but as soon as I finish that I'm going to start my novel.
0: You are burning to write. That's that's an impressive yeah. <laughs> list. So why a second <laughs> memoir?
1: Um I love memoir. I love the genre. I read a lot of memoir. Um, I, I know how to do that now, so I think it's a natural uh, segue. Also, when I met with my publicist, she asked me what my long-term plan was, and I told her I had these different genres. I had children's book and novel, and she said, you know, be smart to write a second memoir so that pe- you establish yourself as a memoirist instead of jumping around right away. And I thought there was a lot of wisdom in that, but, but then at the same time, the memoir I'm working on is more um, about my life where it is now. And so it's, um, I, I feel like I want to get this done and it's a timely topic and it's about my faith journey over the past five years. So I want to write it now and go ahead and get it out because just of the subject matter and um, because it's a contemporary topic.
0: So when I, I was so naive around the world of memoirs, I thought it was like, you know, in the very beginning before I got into memoir, I thought, oh, it's your entire life story, but it's really just snippets. So why did you pick this snippet? Is it because of the faith journey?
1: Um, do you mean for my current book? Yes. Is that I what you mean? Yes. Um, I I just started thinking, well, I came up with the idea for this book during the pandemic and I, I was in a more traditional, conservative um, faith path, and during the pandemic, when the world was shut down, we were all at home, and I had a lot of time to think about how do I want to live differently when the pandemic's over. I don't want to just, you know, w- once we can go out and gather again, I don't want to just go on and live the way I lived. I w- I want to do something new and fresh. And the world to me had changed so dramatically. And I thought, how can I be part of that new world? So I just started sort of praying about, you know, do I visit the prisoner? Or do I feed the hungry? Do I clothe the naked? What do I do? But it was, there are too many things to do as we all know. And I, I started to, um, I met a woman who had a festival for the homeless here in town. Became friends with her and through her, I learned about an eviction hotline and an um, a organization called Housing Justice Now that um, they help people that were going through evictions and court cases. And then I um, then after that, I was looking for a new church. And one day I opened my computer and I found out about a church for homeless people in town. And at the time, there were once I was vaccinated and could go. There were about twenty people attending every week, and now we have two two hundred every Sunday.
0: That's, so that's what I'm
1: writing. That's what I'm writing about. I'm writing just about why I, what brought me to this new place, and how I got led to all these things, and how they all added up, and and then I ended up in this place. And so that's my book. Well,
0: that I'm. I'm fascinated by that as well. I was wondering where the homeless connection comes in, because if I follow you on Facebook and Mm -hmm. uh, you frequently post about the homeless and I frequently think that people don't realize there, but for the grace of God, go I.
1: Yes. Um, I'm seeing more and more articles about people that are just, um, they're normal, quite and quite normal people. And they just have a circumstance. They, they have a, um, a, they're diagnosed with a, terminal disease or something and, you know, medical expenses or something extraordinary happens in their life and and they can't cover everything. And then all of a sudden they're behind and they get taken to court, then they're out on the street. And um, I've learned so much by being in this community, just about uh, so many of these people were vets or they were in other circumstances and just through circumstances ended up on the street and, and we're trying in our church and in our community to try to get people, hire them at the church to cook and to do things so that they have dignity. And, and so many of them are talented and interesting people. And you just have to talk. You have to hear their stories. And, and that's what I have to do is share some of the stories in my, in my new book.
0: Hearing each other's stories and giving each other dignity, that may be the perfect place for us to leave this interview, uh, that we all may do that, listen to each other well, and remember to give each other dignity. Laura, thank you for being on The Storyteller's Microphone. Continued success with Untethered and the myriad other books that we will look forward to. Thanks for being
1: here. It's been fun, thanks.
0: This has been a copyrighted episode of The Storytellers by Grace Salmon and Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network. Thanks for being with us. That concludes this episode of The Storytellers. I'm so glad you could be part of the story today. I hope you share the stories, tell your own, and come back for another episode. Because when our stories are told, everything changes. I'm Grace Salmon.